What is up, everybody? Pete Kennedy here of Subway Sports Talk. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning into SST on Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And do not forget, or if you haven't heard, that Subway Sports Talk is now on YouTube as of this week. So this episode was done with YouTube in mind just a little bit, but it definitely works in both mediums. So you can definitely keep listening here. But don't forget to go subscribe to the new YouTube channel, uh, Subway Sports Talk, and look out for new videos because some stuff will just live on YouTube. Most of it will obviously live here and there. And, uh, you know, you just don't want to miss it. Some nice clips, some good stuff, some fun content. So pop over to YouTube, hit Subway Sports Talk up, and subscribe. But for now, you're going to hear a great conversation with my guy, Andrew Kalanya, about the MLB Hall of Fame debacle. We all know what happened. David Ortiz in, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, Kurt Schilling out amongst a whole lot of other drama with the writers, with how all this stuff broke down. We try to break it all down for you guys and talk through it. Because, man, what an epic era of baseball now getting left out of the museum that is meant to preserve baseball. I don't want to steal our thunder from just a moment from now because we talked about it all. So it's a great episode, a nice short episode for the middle of your week to talk about all this stuff with the MLB, the Hall of Fame, and whatnot with my guy, Andrew Kalanya. But before we get to that, of course, we got to hear from our friends over at DraftKings. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. And again, I am terrible at math. 56 to 1 odds, you know it's good. I know it's good. And if you can bet on it, you do it. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer. You can experience conference championships with same-game parlays. A little SGP action, as I like to call it. Those things are fun. You can bet a little to win a lot. You can bet a little more to have a better chance of winning. You can mix up so many different things there. It's a beautiful thing. I love the same-game parlays. They make Sundays so fun. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable source for your betting. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 positive, $1 rates required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Try to do that last part fast. I don't know if I did it. Did I do it fast? I have to listen back. We'll see. Enjoy the episode. Subway Sports Talk. Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. All right, welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy. I am joined here with one of my designated hitters, Andrew Kalanya. Of course, I said designated hitter. 
you know we're here to talk about baseball. Also, I guess you can see the thing on the YouTube title. Hall of Fame. It just happened, and no one can believe it, seemingly. I have a question about that, but Andrew is here. Andrew is a big baseball guy, historian, excited for these moments every single year this time, and it seems like across the board, there's disappointment. Andrew, the Hall of Fame announcement came. David Ortiz went in, and everyone else went off the ballot. Well, not everyone else, but the people we cared about most, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, amongst others. You can argue how much people care about Kurt Schilling, but hey, he went off the ballot too. So Andrew, welcome to Subway Sports Talk as always. There was great disappointment out of you on your end. So talk to us about that. So every year that I kind of do like a mini tradition. So there was this old uh, baseball card game called the MLB Showdown uh, back in the early, early, early 2000s. And uh, so every year, whenever the Baseball Hall of Fame was, you know, a lot of the players that grew up watching, they had like really good cards. So I would always, whenever the Hall of Fame votes come out, I would take them out, you know, and uh, post about it just to, you know, just to be a little nostalgic about like the players I grew up with. And those are those are the players that, you know, that helped me fall in love with the game. And then uh, this year, you know, I had I had heavy hopes for, you know, Bonds and Clemens in the in their last year of eligibility to break through. And the just got basically told by the writers um, that the era of baseball that uh, I grew up loving and the players that I grew up loving just they they don't matter. So um, I was a little deflated by the by the whole process. You know, I still I still posted my baseball cards, but there was a uh, there was a big caveat to that this year. So uh, disappointed is uh, putting it mildly. And it really goes to the overarching narrative with the MLB, how they're not handling really anything right at this point in time. And I know what's going on with the lockout has nothing to do with what's going on with the Hall of Fame, but it continues to be the narrative around baseball as a whole that they can't handle their business. And what bothers me as well, because I remember growing up and having appointment television for Major League Baseball, which is something that happens so rarely now in 2021, 2022, and uh, even in the past handful of years. When Barry Bonds was in the MLB and on the home run record chase, you had to be by a TV. If you were out with all your friends in the, in the pool in the summertime and he was getting an at-bat, ESPN was cutting live to Barry Bonds up at bat. And you were running in the house and the parents were allowing you to be soaking wet in the living room to watch Barry Bonds be up at bat. That's how big of a deal it was. He was that guy for year after year after year until the league kicked him out. And that's not to be saying that he didn't have controversy, that he didn't make mistakes. Same goes for Roger Clemens, right? But the MLB profited so much, and we as fans loved so much of what we saw out of this sport in that era that everybody seems to be in agreement here, Andrew, that it's ridiculous that after all these years of them trickling higher and higher and higher on the percentage of people who actually voted for them for the Hall of Fame, they still didn't get in, and now it's over. And David Ortiz, on the flip side, gets in on his first try, even though he was involved in some of those same exact scenarios. So before we get into specificities on David Ortiz's statistics and Barry Bond's statistics, I just have to ask you about the process here and the product here, because the narrative is around the writers and these older folks who are not really you know, changing their minds on this. And I don't think you should blame every single person. I don't think it should be a no-brainer. Obviously, Bonds shouldn't get 100% of the vote there. I'm not ever going to expect that. But this change of the guard that's happening on Twitter clearly didn't happen everywhere. So what's your thought process on 
the big picture here. Because right now, I haven't seen anybody who's a not a writer or somebody who didn't vote for them come out and say, no, Bonds and Clements shouldn't be in. It seems almost across the board at this point, but obviously there are people on the other side of the fence, and they're just too afraid to say it. So what is your take on the writers controlling this and the narrative around the whole thing? Well, you can you can definitely see the, the the difference here. So everyone who basically a majority of the people who made their ballot public before the before the results came in, they were you know they were on the the right the, I would say the right side of the fence of of picking bonds. And then the people who um, who don't want to share their vote, I think it's for a good reason. They don't want to be publicly shamed for um, not including. The, the great the greatest one of the greatest hitters and one of the greatest pitchers of all time on on the you know the moral grandstanding and they say they don't want to make it about themselves but by doing this you're making it about yourself and not the actual story of baseball the baseball hall of fame is a museum first and foremost um you can't tell the story of baseball from the 90s and the early 2000s without Barry Bonds Roger Clemens Sammy Sosa and uh, even though I, I, you know, I don't want to get into politics, even Kurt Schilling, uh, even, you know, I personally, I wouldn't vote for him. Um, but it, you can't tell the story of baseball without those guys in and for a, a group of people again to hem and haw and say, this is, this is, we have to take a moral stand against the, the hall of fame uh, against these guys getting into the hall of fame. It's just, it, it really doesn't, sit right with me as as a baseball fan and someone who has followed this game for basically my entire uh, conscious life. So it's, uh, uh, again, I, I can't be more disappointed with the outcome of the results. And my question is, who are they protecting, right? And especially when you look at the dichotomy of Ortiz and Bonds or Sosa and, and Ortiz, whoever you want to pick out of the bunch here, Ortiz was involved in some of this stuff. There's other people who have made the Hall of Fame who were closely linked or maybe a part of it, never exclusively said, but there was a lot of that steroid use in the era. We know this, and everybody accepted it, including the people who ran baseball because they didn't do much about it for a long time. And if you don't think they knew and swept it under the rug for their pockets and for the love of the game and for the excitement that was around baseball when it truly was America's pastime, then you're crazy. Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame, and that pisses people off as well, mm -hmm. right? So it, it's incredibly frustrating, and one thing that I implore people to remember is kind of what you just worked around on your point there is we all – I say we all, right? A lot of people online, you and I, a lot of people who you hear from in the media right now clearly feel a certain way about this topic, but there's a lot of people – who don't feel a certain way about or feel a different way about this topic as well. You have to remember that you have to respect that, but also there should be a better discourse here. And that's what also really drives me crazy. Like you said, the people who made their thing public have bonds and Clemens and Sosa in, and the people clearly who didn't make their thing public didn't. So that's terrible. And I don't know if that's going to change, man. And I don't know what's going to happen now. There's no well, other bonds. Well, there's no other Clemens on the ballot. Who's the next controversial guy? Pete Rose, well, the, when he passes away? Yeah, probably. Um, and I mean, A-Rod, you're still going to have the A-Rod discourse for True. the next, uh, you know, nine years. But I mean, in, in terms of the the public and private voting ballot, the BBWA uh, voted like 80, 80 uh, votes to nine against 
about making all all ballots public and then the hall of fame took that data and said no we're not gonna hell with it we're, we're not gonna do that so it's uh clearly the hall of fame has its own has its own agenda and has its own way that it clearly wants to do things um and again it's not in the best interest of telling the story of baseball and even cultivating new fans so e- even if you wanted to put bonds and clemens in and say something and and make it make a make a statement of you know, if you were caught or, you know, uh, found to be in, in cahoots with some of these, with the biogenesis scandal or in the Mitchell report or something like that, then put it on the plaque. Like you, again, you're telling a story of history or put it somewhere in the Hall of Fame you, or mention it with something with these guys. I mean, you know, have that be the consequence, have that make sure that's your lasting legacy. But again, you can't just say they didn't exist because, uh, I mean, there's going to be kids still in 20 years from now. They're going to look up who's the all-time home run leader, and you know he's maybe he's not, maybe he's <laughs> not maybe he's not in the Hall of Fame. You know who knows? Um, I will and, say that Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling are all up for the. I guess the there's a there's a secondary vote by the Hall of Fame committee. Uh, I think it's like the America's. I, I forget what the actual committee is, but it's for the. I think it's like the Modern Game Committee. Where uh, someone, if you played a time between 80, 87 and two thousand and like ten or something like that, you and you didn't get into the Hall of Fame, they'll reevaluate your case, and the like a group of like sixteen or eighteen people will will vote to see if they get in. But again, these are the same people who didn't want didn't want them in to begin with. So I I don't have right. any kind of or didn't want public ballots, right? So I didn't want public yeah. ballots. So I I have no no hope that these guys are going to get in this way. The only, I think the only way they get in eventually is the veterans committee or, you know, after they, after they passed away, you know, they'll say, okay, now, now we'll let them in. And that really drives me crazy. It's been a take of mine for years on this podcast, all the way back to the sports blog, New York days, Pete Rose, unfortunately is going to pass away one day. Right. And when that happens, I, I like could see it already. The MLB making a big thing and celebrating the life of Pete Rose. And, oh, he was flawed, but he was a great guy. And he was great for the game. And Pete Rose, we love him, our hits leader. Let's put him in the Hall of Fame. And that is BS. That's terrible. That's not right. You're going to punish this man for all these years? I know I know he hasn't handled everything properly, but, I, you know, most people would be pissed off too if they were in his shoes, right? And now what's going to piss me off moving forward is when A-Rod makes it, because this is loosening up every single year as Bonds, Clemens, Sosa, Schilling got closer and closer and closer every year and fell short. A-Rod now coming after them is likely to get in at some point. He's likely to have a chance to get in or at least a better chance than them. And I, I'd have to bet it would happen. And when that happens, are we going to go retroactively look at Bonds and Clemens and, and Sosa and Schilling again? Because they deserve that. If the changing of the guard says A-Rod's allowed him and he did all that stuff, we're not going to go back and give Bonds and he, a chance. And he, and he actually and he actually served the suspension, the longest suspension in major, major league baseball history. And you know exactly. Though, and, and dude, can you see that happening? Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm crazy. No, because again, the the new generation of of writers every time they come in, it's really the it's really the older generations, the ones that are you know shaking shaking fist at cloud uh, meme. Uh, old man yells at cloud meme. Those are those are those guys. But every single new writer that comes in, you know, they see that, you know, these are the guys that they grew up with. These are the guys that, you know, they want to be validated, too. And and I think they absolutely deserve to be. So, you know, I think give A-Rod another 
nine years, I think the, he has a way better chance than uh, Bonja Clemens did. But I, I don't think it's a slam dunk by any means, but I think definitely think he has a better shot of getting in than uh, Bonja Clemens did. Depends how he does on uh, the new Sunday Night Baseball alternate yeah. broadcast. <laughs> he so crushes be... it. He's in. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, uh, though, the perception. Perception clearly means everything. I, I saw one of the popular tweets from this weekend, and to wrap things up soon in a few minutes – and talk about our last guy. We actually haven't mentioned David Ortiz. They, they One tweet that got really popular said, um, just goes to show that not being a dick could help get you into the Hall of Fame because David Ortiz was very much so linked to steroids frequently throughout his career. But people liked him, and he was really nice. And Barry Bonds was kind of a jerk, and Kurt Schilling was kind of a jerk, and Sammy Sosa was kind of weird sometimes, and Roger Clemens was kind of a jerk, and nobody liked them because they didn't give them what they wanted. And Mm -hmm. now these writers, I hope they feel good about themselves. I hope the people who didn't vote for these guys are sitting at home having a hot toddy right now saying, (laughs) oh, boy, am I so proud of myself that I left these guys out of the Hall of Fame because no one else does. Everyone else feels terrible about it. But I'm actually happy we haven't really talked about David Ortiz yet because this thing that we put up that I just put up over here on the side of this little graphic Bonds and Ortiz's stats next to each other, it's something that I also saw on Twitter quite a bit over the past couple days comparing these two. And a lot of times it's putting down David Ortiz. And that's not something that I just feel like is deserved for David Ortiz. I put out a tweet myself that said, I kind of feel bad for the guy. He just made the hall of fame and all he's probably hearing on Twitter is, and you know, other social media and media outlets is that other people deserved it more than him, that he shouldn't have got in because they got, didn't get in. That kind of stinks. Like this guy was yeah. a generational designated hitter. We can argue about, the impact of a DH versus someone who plays the field and won hella gold gloves like Barry Bonds did, people forget. Um, So shout out to David Ortiz, who did make the Hall of Fame. When you think about some of these things, Andrew, it's insane, right? It really is crazy. So Bonds' stats compared to David Ortiz's stats, does that play a big portion of the conversation for you here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I, I want to start off my, my statement here saying that David Ortiz is absolutely a Hall of Famer. But that being said, he was like the seventh best player on that list. Uh, like that's con- that's me being like conservative. Of, like I would take I would take Bonds over him. Uh, obviously, I would take Bonds. I would take Clemens. I I would take even you know Todd Helton or Scott Rowland or Billy Wagner. Or he, Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield only got forty point six percent of the vote. Or A Rod's career. He again conservatively he's like the seventh best player on that list and he's a first ballot hall of famer and again still deserving i think especially with edgar martinez breaking the barrier for the dh position you know him taking 10 years to get in even though he had a he had way better hall of fame case than ortiz but again he's still a hall of famer just like compared to the other guys it just didn't it it just doesn't hold up and doesn't really make sense to me again he's just uh he's a really likable guy and you know the writers had fun and he's always oh, big poppy and you know keenan played him on snl and he was uh in the in the culture zeitgeist and, uh, and I, I will say again you know as a yankee fan it's not me being like oh he's a red Sox, he did get in and you know he killed us and uh killed the yankees i hate saying us uh, he killed the yankees in the uh you know in the postseason time and time again he always had clutch hits and you know, I think that's a big part of the Hall of Fame resume. And, uh, you know, again, he, he was linked to the things that he was linked to. And then apparently that that doesn't matter. But uh, again, with the other guys, it does. But um, luckily, 
maybe we won't be having the same conversation next year. I mean, outside of A-Rod just being A-Rod, but I think this will now, you know, clear off the ballot a little bit and Scott Rowland will uh, get the get the uh, the spotlight shine on him and probably get in next year along with, you know, Helton, Wagner, Andrew Jones, uh, Sheffield, and those those kind of guys who, um, you know, I feel like were are under the radar uh, the good players. Uh, yeah, borderline guys that um, I think that'll, that'll get in as well. I mean, if Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame because he got <laughs> voted in by a bunch of his boys and he was like – yeah, the, he was so he was like you compare Harold Bain stats to David Ortiz or anybody. It's a joke. So, uh, you know, yeah, at the end, end of the day, you know, uh, while I was very disappointed by this whole uh, by the results here, I wasn't exactly surprised by it uh, either. So, right. It, and it is what? what it is. Part of it is us as fans trying to align our thoughts with what we're supposed to be expecting from the voters, right? That's part of it. Like you just said, with, um, with Harold Baines getting in, like if he's in, then why is this guy not in? Cause you're trying to understand what the rubric is. You're trying to understand what it takes to get in. And the goalpost keeps moving uh, because of this, because of that, because this guy's a jerk and that guy's really nice. And big poppy tip your cap. Cause he did have those amazing moments in the playoffs and he is a very much so deserving hall of famer. But the same concept when Derek Jeter, um, I'm sorry, Ken Griffey Jr. doesn't go unanimous. Did Derek Jeter actually get, he didn't go unanimous either, right? Or did no, he... he got one vote shy. Right. From... One vote shy. Exactly. So when Derek Jeter doesn't go unanimous, Griffey doesn't go, Mo doesn't go. and Mo did. Mo was the only one that. Uh, oh, there was... we go. I knew somebody did. I thought yes. I confused him. But when yeah. only one person ever has been unanimous, then it feels like nobody should be unanimous. And we start mm-hmm. to try to start to think like these people who are voting for this. And that's what we're trying to do here. And as the, the votes came out, we thought there was a chance. Turns out there wasn't. But one Hall of Famer this year, it's going to be a weird speech for David Ortiz this year alone, as well mm-hmm. with this cloud hanging over him. He's going to obviously have to address it. And honestly, I would be thrilled if he went head on and just said something crazy like Bonds, Sosa, Clemens, they should be in. He's like, I stood mm-hmm. on their shoulders. I stood on their needles. <laughs> yeah. That was uncalled for. That was totally uncalled for. But, you know, like, I think he should own it in that regard and give those guys some props at this speech here. Uh, but we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. You have to say anything about Clemens or Bonds or Sosa or anybody before we say goodbye? I was, I, and, you know, as someone who had the accolades that Sosa did and someone that revived uh, baseball in 1998, um, See Sammy Sosa only get like 18% of the vote and fall off. Again, this is someone who had 609 home runs, uh, a career OPS plus of 128, uh, you know, almost 60 war, which is usually around the the magic number for the Hall of Fame. And again, you're talking about a, a guy that, that revived baseball. And again, the, that the... Sea League and the rest of Major League Baseball, you know, looked a uh, looked a blind eye to everything going on and allowed him to to do what he did. But you know, at the same time, he, you know, eighteen percent. I think that that's the biggest shocker to me out of the whole group. But I feel like Sammy Sosa didn't get the the his day in the day in the sun, even though he probably shouldn't be out in the sun because he's very pasty now. <laughs> 
It's um, Roger uh, Clemens. He to come up at some point. Yeah, weird looking guy, Sammy Sosa now. Um, but Roger Roger Clemens, there's there's nothing else you can you can really say about him either. Is you know probably top three greatest pitcher of all time, most Cy Young awards, uh, two tri- two triple crowns. Uh, you know, almost five thousand strikeouts. Uh, 350 wins. It's uh, it's you again. It's a it's a travesty that these people aren't in. And um, you know, hopefully, as more writers of of our age and that grow up and become baseball writers can you know eventually correct this wrong. But um, you know, it's going to take time. So uh, you know, again, we'll see what we'll see what happens with uh, with that committee. But again, I wouldn't hold my breath. But uh, I think eventually these guys will get in. But it'll probably be posthumously or uh, you know when they're very very old. And uh, officially, the home run leader, the hits leader, and the most Cy Youngs leader in the MLB history, not in the Hall of Fame. And here we are, still talking about it, still getting upset about it. And if the MLB keeps rolling out stuff like this, man, this is one of their best con- best conversation times of the year. And unfortunately, it's all negative. And that seems to be a trend with MLB over the past couple of years. When it's at its hottest point from a conversation standpoint, it's often been about negativity. There's going to be some more with the lockout incoming. Well, not incoming, in motion yeah. right now. Uh, and... uh you know, now it's just time to get back on the diamond, back on the field, and let these fans and let us watch some games again and enjoy the game that we do love so much because it's hard to when stuff like this is going on. And that's it. That's really all I got. So tough, tough day for anybody rooting for some of these guys to get in. Tough day for a museum that's goal is to preserve baseball history because they didn't preserve a few pieces of baseball history here and didn't give a few other people a chance at all. And uh, we just got to hope that maybe it gets changed, and we'll keep following this along. We'll keep getting ready for the season if we get a season, which we will, I assume. Just when is the question. So stay tuned. Subway Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Thanks for listening as well on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify apps, wherever you listen to podcasts. For Andrew Kalanya, I'm Peter Kennedy. This has been an MLB Hall of Fame discussion. Hopefully you enjoyed. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. See ya.